Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. Laist Studios. Just a heads up. This episode contains content about the effects of living near a plant or plants that process animal parts. So basically this area for many, many years was spewing out lead and arsenic. So it's probably like best not to touch stuff. I smell something bad now. We are also very close to another rendering plant. So it might be like right around the corner. But it's actually not bad. It could be worse. I remember a long time ago when I was little, someone's cat came to our front yard and just like died in the bushes and we didn't know and we're like, what is that? And it's just like a decaying carcass of any type is not going to smell good. You're listening to How to LA, the podcast that helps you understand some of the more complicated things going on in the city and the greater county. I'm Brian De Los Santos. If you've driven on the 5 in Southeast LA near Commerce or a bit south by Huntington Park near that industrial area, you might have smelled something pretty nasty. Like it's pretty intense when it's really bad. Immediate things are like, oh, it's gross and you want to roll up the windows or like not be outside. Maybe you even felt nauseous. Your eyes began to sting. I interviewed a couple people from Huntington Park High School who talked about what it was like to be on the football field playing an instrument, sucking in that air. That's nasty. Residents and regulators have pointed to the several rendering plants that operate in the city of Vernon, which has a population of just over 200 people and a lot of industrial businesses. And I really didn't know what a rendering plant was before doing this episode. It's a plant that processes animal byproducts usually from slaughterhouses, and turns them into other products you might find in your home, like soaps, candles, and some lubricants. They also process grease from traps at restaurants. Now, rendering plants process a lot of pretty nasty stuff, but they're not supposed to exude this rancid odor that people have been complaining about. They're supposed to enclose their operations to like keep those odors from seeping into the neighborhood. The city of Vernon is also home to the now-defunct Excite Battery Recycling Plant, which the South Coast Quality Air Management District found responsible back in 2013 for emitting arsenic and posing cancer risks to residents. The community and environmental advocates have pushed back, demanding change, but it's been complicated. A lot of these businesses employ many of the low-income residents living in surrounding areas. Now, one of these rendering plants Bigger Commodities has been temporarily shut down and is at the center of a fight with the South Coast Air Quality Management District over its ability to keep operating. To catch us up on environmental issues in Southeast LA, we turn over to LA's reporter, Julia Barajas. She's recently published an investigation into all of this. Julia spoke to residents, businesses, public officials, and nonprofits working on the issue to tell the full story of what's happening in this region and how the community has responded. 
She says the issues to do with industrial waste have been going on for decades in this area. And she would know because she grew up around here and remembers that smell all too well. I remember like every morning I would smell like, like that dead animal smell. We would be like, what is that? Kind of like feel it in your stomach right away. You start to feel like the nausea. So we went with Julia straight to the smelly situation in Vernon to learn more about this infuriating issue. So today we are in the city of Vernon in Southeast LA, or Sela, some folks call it. We are on Indiana Avenue and Bandini. We're kind of in the middle of this cross between the Exide, the old Exide plant and the Baker facility across the street. And we're here to talk with Julia Barajas. Hey Brian, how are you? Thanks for coming. So Julia, why'd you bring me to this corner of this street with a lot of trucks and stinky smells? We're actually like right next to the former uh, battery recycling plant Exide and across the street from us is Baker Commodities. It's uh, the rendering company that uh, is part of my investigation. So if you look around, um, what you'll see is that there are, I think it's worth noting, a lot of uh, train tracks to the north. We also have silos behind walls. There's tons of trucks just coming in and out, moving around all day long. And you're not going to see too many people who are like walking on the sidewalk. It's mostly like warehouses or uh, companies behind like big like concrete walls. You investigated not only the pollution and the effects of these plants of, on the city of Verdon, but you also spoke to people on the ground trying to make this change happen. And really about the after effect and how it's harmed people. What made you so interested in following this story about the odor issue here in Southeast LA? I first became aware of the smell when I was like in high school. So I grew up in the city of Southgate, which is not too far from here. But my high school bus stop was in the city of Huntington Park, which is connected to Vernon. And I remember like every morning I would smell like, like that dead animal smell. We would be like, what is that? Not only would it be gross, but you would kind of like feel it in your stomach right away. You start to feel like the nausea. And I remember just being like, oh man, I hope the bus comes fast so we can like go. Because it wasn't every day and some days it was worse than others. But when it was bad, it was really, really bad. And I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. And like last year, a friend of mine recommended that I go on something called a toxic tour with a nonprofit organization called Communities for a Better Environment. They take you around all throughout Southeast LA and point out places like the Excite Battery Recycling Plant, rendering companies, basically any sources that might have like of, of air pollution or of, of other types of pollution. The toxic tour came, they, had, they dropped us off here and like, we got off and immediately I was like, I've smelled this before. And it was actually, it was way more intense. And I was like, what is it? And I asked and they're like, oh, that's the rendering plant smell. I didn't know what a rendering plant was, to be honest. And then I think I kind of was like, oh, that, that smells. And like, I wrote an article about the toxic tour and I kind of moved on. And then like two weeks later, I was like on the five driving home and I smelled it again. I rolled up my windows really fast. I was like, Ugh. and then it still came in and I was like, who's in charge of this? Like, is anyone in charge of this? And then that's when the whole investigation kind of started. Wow. I mean, I, I so powerful that you had this experience as a high schooler and as a reporter years later, you're able to connect back to your community and be like, OK, let me investigate why this is happening. Describe the extent of this problem as how far it affects people around here, you know, the quality of life, their health, maybe respiratory problems, I don't know. 
Absolutely. So these rendering plants are in the city of Vernon. Um, the Vernon is actually very tiny. It's like five square miles. It is like a pro-business city. But all around, there are very like densely populated cities. The ones that are immediately uh, linked to it are like Huntington Park, Maywood, Bell, City of Commerce. And then to the north, you'll have like East LA and also Boyle Heights. One of my friends like bought a house in Bell and we all went to celebrate and he was like it's awesome but on occasion it stinks right what's important to note is that it isn't just like unpleasant like it's pretty intense when it's when it's really bad it's really really intense and so the the immediate things are like oh it's gross and you want to roll up the windows or like not be outside so people will like avoid outdoor activities like things like walking your dog you'll be like ah gross or playing outside I interviewed a couple of people from Huntington Park High School who like talked about what it was like to like be on the football field playing an instrument, sucking in that air. That's nasty. But aside from that, people have uh, told me that they would get headaches, and, and I got on that too. The feeling of nausea, eye irritation. And remember, it's not just the rendering plant in Vernon. Vernon is home to the Exide Battery Recycling Plant that was closed down in 2015 in a deal with the U.S. Attorney's Office after the company admitted the facility was releasing toxins like lead and arsenic into the air and soil. So there's actually a lot of studies, especially that came out of like USC. To understand like the, the, the magnitude of it is that it's like on top of egg side and the cleaning up of like lead and arsenic. Lead, like in any amount, especially for little kids, can like cause brain damage. Arsenic can cause cancer. So on top of dealing with that, you're also dealing with this like stench, right? Whenever I talk to people about what's happening with the odors from coming from the rendering plants, but there are thousands of homes in the near vicinity that have been cleaned up, had, had to have their soil like taken out, removed and like replaced because of the high levels of lead. And that's still taking place, like it's happening right now. So California taxpayers, fun fact, this place declared bankruptcy wow. and it's gonna cost you, me, everyone who's listening to clean up the soil that was damaged as a result of this battery recycling plant. Now, let's go back to this business called Baker Commodities. Since the fall of 2017, it's been hit with a dozen violations and five orders to comply from air quality regulators. We are across the street from uh, one of the rendering companies called Baker Commodities. And since November 2017, that company has gotten the most notices of violation. And one rule that's very specific called Rule 415, it's really fun to remember the number, but it's important because it, it has different requirements. So basic stuff like housekeeping, they tell you like, oh, make sure you wash down the trucks before they head out or um, wash down your equipment that whatever touches animal stuff, you want to rinse it off, like clean that up. And they're also supposed to enclose their operations. So basically Rule 415 is meant to like keep those odors from seeping into the neighborhood, if, if that makes sense. According to Julia's reporting, air quality regulators held a hearing to vote on whether to shut down Baker after an inspector found that the company had repeatedly violated air quality rules. Court filings showed that an investigator with AQMD went to the plant nine times in 2022 and found several violations that, I will warn you, are pretty gross. It included unclean workspaces with reports of animal parts strewn about in pools of blood in different locations. According to Julia, officials with Baker said some of the inspector's findings were due to human error. Baker Commodities was shut down last September because of repeated violations. It was like one after another, and then they had like a hearing, and they shut them down. But the company immediately fought back. 
After Baker Commodities was shut down, their attorney sued the South Coast Air Quality Management District and also its hearing board. It's like a quasi-judicial branch that's in charge of enforcement. In that lawsuit, they called for $200 million in damages. That's one thing that stood out to me personally, that that was notable. But they also wanted the, the shutdown order to be like tossed out. They also said that they were treated unfairly. They said that air regulators kind of succumbed to political pressure and to community pressure. In closing, as Julia notes, Baker's renting operations are still on pause. It's conducting some business, but it's hoping to reopen again fully. That decision is up to the courts now. Check back on LAS.com for more on when that decision will be made. More in a minute. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis. Or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. Let's talk about the region here. It's usually low-income communities of color who work or live around these, these businesses. And it's not just here in Vernon, it's in other parts in the city. For example, like Beverly Hills doesn't have this problem of like dead animal smell. Can you talk about what people might call environmental racism at play here? With Vernon specifically, if you look around us, like we're there's railroad tracks there, another railroad track there. We're very close to a bunch of freeways. We're very close to the Port of Los Angeles. Like so, and and the freeway that goes to 710 goes directly to Long Beach. You see trucks everywhere, right? We keep hearing these trucks. It's just very perfectly situated, right? Like it's it's like if you want to transport your goods out of Vernon to like, you know, export or whatever, this like it's a great location. But it's still not cheap. Like rents are going up. There's a whole movement in Southeast LA to like have rent control. I think part of your story here is change, you know, how community can drive change. And of course, you know, there were lawsuits from uh, air officials, from environmental officials, but um, there's there's also a grassroots effort here to clean up the area so residents and workers are not heavily impacted. What sense do you have of the most effective or success stories that you may have heard? People in Southeast LA have been resisting and organizing against all these issues for decades, really. When I started researching this, like a lot of people kept telling me about Communities for a Better Environment and Easter Communities for Environmental Justice. Um, they're very respected in the community because they do tons of work around a lot of different issues. A big one is, of course, Exide, but they also like currently are engaged in like the fight for rent control. They see rent control as part of environmental justice because if they're trying to make the air better and the water better and everything um, improve it, it's for the people who live in the area, right? If like we're pushing them out. We're just going to kind of like push the problem out elsewhere. The toxic towards just telling people that these rendering companies exist is part of uh, just raising awareness. 
I, for decades, did not know that where the smell was coming from. I didn't know that there are air regulators in charge of that, that you could call and complain about odors. So those two orgs that I mentioned, for years, they've been going around just letting the community know, like, hey, like, you don't have to just put up with it. You can actually call air regulators, and if they get a certain amount of calls, or depending on the severity, they'll send out an inspector, and they'll try to track where it's coming from. So you're not alone in this. Communities for a Better Environment, the ones who do the toxic tours, they have a youth component in all, like in most of the local high schools. And the high schoolers themselves have done, like, they made a little zine that's really cute. Same thing, they put the number where you can call. They try to, like, educate the community, right? And they were distributing that, like, high schoolers. Like, when I mention it to people, like, once they find out there's a number, they'll tell their neighbors, they're like, hey, did you know there's a number you can call? And just, like, regular, everyday folks are, like, letting people know that. That was LA's reporter, Julia Barajas. We'll link her investigation and other stories about this topic in our show notes. All right, LA, we hope you have a good one. Hasta luego. This episode was produced by Megan Botel. Our other team members include Victoria Alejandro, Monica Bushman, Evan Jacoby, and Eric Washington. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.